0: This is social discasting. Welcome to Social Discasting, a podcast where my guests and I discuss our lives amidst the wanton hellscape in which we find ourselves. My name is Brandon, aka Ben Turdsman. Hope you're well. My guest is currently a student at Cleveland State University. She loves Frazier as well as the films American Graffiti and the Decline of Western Civilization, amongst many others. Please welcome
1: Valerie. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Brandon. I'm really excited. I'm really excited for you to come on. So thank you. I do appreciate it.
0: How are you and where are
1: you? I'm doing fine on this today, and I'm in Lakewood, Ohio, which is an immediate suburb of Cleveland. Literally, like, walk, like, 20, 30 minutes, and you're in Cleveland from where I am
0: as somebody who is in a suburb of a suburb of little rock so it is like a primary suburb of cleveland then
1: yeah i'd say so it's directly west of it so if you are in cleveland and you just keep on going west on the street say detroit avenue yeah you get into lakewood just immediately
0: go that direction and you just run into it
1: yeah it's the first one yeah
0: i've never been to cleveland but it feels like it's a place that is very light low-key there's a lot to do
1: yeah i'd say so we have basically every sport. It's to have we have these amount of like artsy theaters? We have good museums, it's like a nice little rust belt city, and it's on, right on the lake. Nice. You get some really good shows there, thanks to
0: Cleveland. Mm -hmm. So you've got a lot of good entertainment coming in. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we don't do that a ton. What we get is what we get, and we're very thankful for that. Mm -hmm. So, like, to be able to live so close to such a a big driving force for a lot of entertainment, that's really cool. I envy that quite a bit.
1: Yeah, it does have, like, a history to it, and I really appreciate that. Like, with the recently passed, Fred Willard is from Cleveland, and, like, a bunch of classic character actors are from Cleveland, like Jack Ryan. Riley who played the father in Rugrats and was also in a bunch of Robert Altman films in the Bob Newhart show
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. that feels right up your alley too. Because I know I really envy and admire your taste in things. I know I said Fraser, I mean, but that's just like the tip of the iceberg. It's so unto you. It's such an unique mosaic of taste.
1: Thank you. I really appreciate that.
0: I know I read off American Graffiti, which I do quite like that movie a lot. It's like, oh yeah, that's a George Lucas film. Like, he directed that, mm-hmm. but he's directed so few in yeah. his career. I mean, it was THX 1138, American Graffiti, and Star Wars, and yeah. then Star wars episode one to phantom menace
1: yes he didn't direct anything in between that which is incredible yeah it's amazing how george he just found his thing he would occasionally like write and produce but he was just like no i don't feel like directing
0: <laughs> i know i do like american graffiti and i do think it's an interesting movie because there are certain parts where you just run alongside a very dated film yes there are also a lot of parts where it just is timeless and it just sings it mm. also is if anybody for whatever reason question this oh harrison ford's a movie star yes that dude has it in that Mm -hmm. and it really does show because he's so the definitive star of everything else he's in for Mm -hmm. the most part so it's rare to get like small glimpses of him in anything yeah and so when you do it's just like oh
1: yeah he's a movie star yeah like he just brings it to like a whole nother level like there's just something about him that i forget the song that he sings in it but there's a scene of him and cindy williams in the car and yeah. he just all of a sudden sings and cindy williams is, is like still pissed off at ron Howard, but is, but you can see her face she's like what the hell is he singing and he just is <laughs> like so confident himself
0: because <laughs> when i think about it now that stands out as a relatively like you know limited performance for what we but they give you more more there. It's like an actual like supporting role as mm-hmm. opposed to the conversation where it feels like it's just straight up a cameo. I need to see that one. It's a classic. It's pretty that fantastic. Is... Um and I'm a giant Gene Hackman fan. Anything he's in, I'm all in. <laughs> Even if his last movie was Welcome to Mooseport which is funny in a lot of ways but also what a bummer you <laughs> deserve better than that i don't need to hear your voice strictly on home depot commercials and then he just retired mm-hmm. in new mexico
1: yeah there's a lot of people like that like sam simon one of the simpsons creators who had like a storied history in television doing like taxi and cheers and whatnot yeah and then his final credit of all was directing an episode of that anger management show starring <laughs> oh. charlie sheen on fx <laughs>
0: yeah oh he deserved better than that yeah because yeah I remember he was on Taxi at like early 20s like early yeah he was mm-hmm. like a almost like a prodigy
1: almost yeah mm-hmm. and he developed a lot of the characters and character designs for Simpsons yeah basically he like made the format that all the other showrunners followed basically hey congratulations man mm-hmm. <laughs> dear god because I
0: know that like the joke was he was just like yeah I just decided just I'm done with that <laughs> And he still collected, excuse me. I mean rest in peace. That it was such a rest loss. Rest in peace. But he yeah. made just ten million dollars a year just because he was for each season or something after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it was just like, Oh yeah, you just you made this really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's like George. Life. Why George. I want to ask you, I know you said before this that you have two classes that have gotten extended now multiple times. How has that been during
1: all this? It's been tough just because I'm getting through the work as best I can. I'm gonna try to get some work done probably tonight, but there's days where I can do work and like it's we were actually talking about this earlier, but yeah it's like a good distraction Mm -hmm. to, to do work sometimes and then there's days where it's just like I can't even like pull up the PDF to to, like, write this packet on. From a time perspective, though, do you have a little bit of leeway within that to be able to
0: have those off days?
1: Yeah. My professor from my one class was, like, take as much time as you need. No, like, need to rush. Thank God. And the class I'm more close to done with, working through it, I have, like things to do this week and then, like, another thing to do probably next week or so. I have time. It's just, like, I really need to, like, put my foot down and just do the work. I know what you mean. Like,
0: I feel like it would be where there's a relief factor of, I can take as long as I need, but then Mm -hmm. I would have to also be judicious about not leaning into that too much.
1: Yeah, sometimes you have to, like, create a deadline for yourself. You have to, like, make times to be, like, okay, this is when I'm gonna get this done. this, This is when I get that done, this is when I get that done. And I need to do that for myself. I really do. It's like anything else, you know, there's a it's a delicate balance between too
0: much and too little and <laughs> trying to Mm -hmm. be judicious but then not be too hard on yourself and yeah i mean we're all just figuring this shit out yeah (laughs) overall but certainly within you know the subset of the things we're doing within that but you had said too that these two classes are tied to you know outside of i guess just overall gpa to what you want to do by going to grad school so what is that
1: so what i want to do ultimately i want to be a speech pathologist but with an emphasis on like gender like voice modulation so that includes like trans voice whether it's voice masculinization feminization androgynous voice and beyond like just trans people just like voice modulation in like any form that is like ultimately what i want to do thank you
0: that really is so cool is it like helping to construct a voice does that make sense what does that constitute to you
1: it's kind of like a two-part thing one is constructing a voice where you like there's like fundamentals within like pitch resonance and like how you articulate words which is basically it's teaching your voice to be able to like have much more range than it ever would before or like gotcha Most people don't have this range. So it's basically teaching yourself to have the range, and it takes a pretty long time to get to that point. But the second part is honestly like the part that I've had most difficulty with, which is like the behaviorist part of it, where it's just teaching yourself to like use those skills in the real world and like be able to talk during like conversations like this one. Mm -hmm. Because you can have just the perfect voice you want when you're just practicing for yourself and when you're talking to yourself or like talking to like one of your closest friends but once like the rubber hits the road and you're like in public it just doesn't work and you just have to teach yourself to have it work around people you don't know you just want it to be second nature yes basically
0: with the psychological element to it on some level i would suspect it's a person-to-person thing potentially Mm -hmm. yeah to your point so it's kind of like figuring out how to imbue that ability
1: and tailor it to people basically yeah and like because everything is that like everybody like has different goals set for themselves and like what voice they ultimately want so that like also brings in its own factors because everyone really has different levels of pitch and resonance and articulation your voice and it's just on a chart it's like all these patterns and so like basically you're just trying to find a new pattern and so like okay. or find the pattern that works for them is what the goal is that's
0: so cool yeah so i guess what are the steps you would take to accomplish
1: that grad school and then where do you think from there trajectory wise trajectory wise so like going to grad school and then afterwards you have to well first you have to have like a nine month paid what's it called like a residency um, residency then afterwards you have to take this test through the american speech and hearing association or asha and it's called it's really funny when i found this out but guess what the test is called oh boy i don't even know where to begin what is it it's called praxis <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that is praxis that truly is yes. Praxis. Yes. That's very
1: funny. Mm-hmm. So I I have to pass praxis. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do they have specific programs for what you're wanting to do
1: or is it that you're piecemealing these things together to be able to do it there's more stuff for it now but like it's still like only down to like a couple schools across the country that have specific grad school tracks for it and I've looked into them and the one that I'm most interested in is also the one that has the highest GPA requirement naturally which also like is another reason that I'm like trying to do my very best in these last two classes i have so that i can like still be in the running for that eventually
0: yeah that's tough you gotta make your case and mm-hmm. gpa is a benchmark the starting point for all those things okay so i know two classes aside obviously that's a considerable two classes considering but what are you doing with your non-class time what are you doing with your extra time at home
1: so if my extra time it's basically been like a couple things mostly one is that I've started to take walks again and like when I do walks I've lost the ability to do like one hour walk and now I have to do two two hours plus walks they're like five miles at least so like
0: these are walkabouts so to speak yes as much as they are walks Mm -hmm. do you have like a plan in your head of where to go or it's just like you start walking and then you just keep
1: going that's basically it I just I choose like because there's like a couple streets I usually start with Mm -hmm. and then I'm just like well which road looks good today because and everything about like cleveland like there's just a bunch of houses in like an array hundreds and hundreds of houses and and dozens of like streets vertically and like a couple horizontally so it's just like well which one is the one today <laughs> it's just like a random like yeah huh, i could cross here
0: yeah it's each one is as sure as like it's as much why as why not so you just go for it at that point
1: basically yeah and so i just do that and then. And at certain points, i like, hey, how about I turn here? I like that. Yeah, it's fun. I have a couple, like, albums and, like, podcasts I usually put on for those. Sometimes I'll put on, like, because I rewatched it a couple months ago, and the soundtrack is fucking amazing. I've been putting on Kids in the Hall Brain Candy, their soundtrack.
0: I need to listen to that again, because I watched that movie years ago. And mm-hmm. I really like the movie, but I don't <laughs> remember anything of the music. So, yeah, I have to check
1: that out for sure. It's so good. It's so, like... The most 90s soundtrack ever. There's a Pavement song. There's a Matthew Sweet song. There's Liz okay. Fair, who I've also been listening <laughs> a lot to. Um,
0: it's like 90s paint by number mm-hmm. in a way that I really like. I could use that nostalgia jolt right now. Yeah. So I'm going to check that out for sure. Is it soundtracks you're listening to too, or is that just kind of like a random off example? And what podcast are you listening to?
1: That's the usual soundtrack ever, but It's Liz Fair or Dwight Stripes in terms of music okay and then podcast wise it's usually just a random episode of gilbert godfrey's amazing colossal podcast
0: i like that podcast i listen listened to I, I kind of cherry pick for the most part but i like old stories like that especially old mm-hmm. hollywood stories i love those a lot yeah especially ones that are just like weird anecdotes or just fun funny stories especially like godfrey doing impressions that i don't know what some of them are but i know they're good <laughs> <laughs> because it's you know what i mean like i don't know they're right but i
1: know they're right yeah because it's like i haven't seen this like 60s like serial about like some cop but damn yeah. that voice sounds so it's <laughs> no. it's so sp- specific that it has to be accurate
0: it has to be there are just certain things in life too where i'm like i don't know that that's right but i know that that's right mm-hmm. that is one of them because he honestly acts as if it's the confidence in it and he mm-hmm. just goes for it and his host frank santopadre i think his name is frank
1: santopadre yes. santo
0: padre okay yes <laughs> he always laughs at them and he's always like that's perfect you nailed it And i'm like okay yeah. well if he says it all i need <laughs> is literally one stranger to tell me that and that's all i need to know but it's very good i know you're you like older stuff a lot of older films too but mm-hmm. What are some good ones you've seen recently? Because you hit blind spots for me that I need to fix.
1: Last night I watched Grown Ups 2. What'd you think of that? Honestly, I talked about this earlier. I don't see why people hate it so much. (laughs)
0: It's the easiest joke in the world to shit on that movie. Yeah. To the point of a certain percentage of the people that do never even seen those movies. Exactly. They're just silly fart joke
1: films. hmm
0: And that's okay. Exactly. Have you read Tom Sharpling's script for Grown Ups 3?
1: I haven't. I need to. It's incredible. Like, genuinely. Yes. Hell yeah.
0: Anybody who loves Tom Sharpling, who complete respect, he's very, very funny. And he wrote a very, like, genuine and serious Grown Ups 3 script that has made the rounds in hollywood and there are people multiple directors that genuinely are interested in directing it
1: Ooh, hell yeah but what else have you seen i also watched for the first time recently friday got fingered also amazing
0: (laughs) i haven't seen that movie in a long time
1: but it makes me laugh a lot yeah tom green is really funny he's a funny guy what else have you seen blazing saddles really good
0: i love it there are some things that don't age well at all but it's a classic
1: Rewatched night of the living dead uncut gems here comes the boom i watched cruising about a month ago that was really good
0: I re-watched it not long ago i like that movie nice. a lot
1: it's just a really fun like gay cop movie <laughs> i don't yeah. know how else to say it i saw matrix reloaded
0: what'd you think of that i like that movie a lot honestly Mm
1: -hmm, same really good action set pieces like it's just the wachowskis they know how to make action they know how to like the suspense the highway scene is incredible nothing of the past 20 years has lived up to that ever in like the mission impossible movies in my opinion
0: i agree that entire scene is extraordinary it's funny you know when directors are so good at what they do people can take extraordinary scenes and things like that specifically for granted because they make it look so easy Mm -hmm. and it looks so complicated, but it was like this just symphony of violence. Do you have any tips for things that helped you or might help other people?
1: My tip to people is to take a day to just pause from everything like online because especially now there's just such like overload of things going on at all times. Take a day off. Take a day to just like watch your favorite show or just a couple movies you like or to take a walk and listen to your favorite podcast whether that be Social Disc Casting or Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing (laughs) Colossal Podcast or your favorite band and just walk around your town whatever town that may be as long as you are wearing a mask
0: yes thank you
1: and maintain social distancing from other people who are walking
0: i could not agree more with that of separating
1: both from
0: a physical distance of people but separating from the internet and twitter too you know it's like a trap sometimes yeah. always but <laughs> in this time right now though i know for me it's a thing of like you can go on twitter and there are so many amazing people yourself included and so many other people in this community that are excellent mm-hmm. and they're this incredible support system that for me have kept me afloat during all of this and kept me from frankly losing my goddamn mind Mm -hmm. I would be so much worse for wear without it, unquestionably. But then the trap is you also can't rely on the dopamine drip of what Twitter can be also.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Because all of it is sometimes so inexplicable whether that drip, so to speak, happens or not. Mm -hmm. so it could inexplicably just as you're given it it could be taketh away Mm -hmm. and if you lose that you can feel rudderless yeah it's great when it works and then it's off when it doesn't so it is a trap i think to use that as a crutch yeah so yes i could not agree more Mm -hmm. with that point because you just can't rely on it for validation
1: yeah sometimes when like you're really thinking like how come I haven't gotten too many notifications today yeah. that is like a sign that okay take a day and just realize that this does not matter your likes and retweets do not matter if your timeline is a little bit too like annoying or angry that day maybe also yes. take a day off and also here's my other tip is that like mm-hmm. I just want to say first this is not like a slight against any DM group or anything but I have anxiety and it's just like sometimes when there's like a fast moving dm group or multiple ones you're in sometimes you just have to not look you don't have to look at the dms for like i can tell you
0: specifically to that i was in a number of dms and i got out of all of them nice And I told them each one at the time, too. I was like, this is truly nothing personal, but they're just overwhelming me. Yeah. And I would get anxiety from them. Mm -hmm. And one little thing is like a domino effect, and it could just set you off. Yeah. So for me, it was like playing emotional Russian roulette, Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't worth it because it wasn't a matter of I close that for the day, and then I'm fine. It could be any second. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't worth it to me. Yeah. Because it's not like you log off Twitter, and then it's over. Mm -hmm. That stays with you, and you have to deal with that yeah so i did that so i completely agree with that Mm -hmm. to your point of you don't get the notifications and then things go from there the real fear (laughs) is you don't get those and then that inhibits how you act on twitter to then get that stuff that's
1: the fear yeah
0: when you're chasing it yeah that's when shit gets real
1: yeah like don't like make a post that you don't even agree with just because you know like get people to like
0: don't curry that favor yeah
1: do you have anything you want to plug before we wrap it up so I'm on Twitter, at Steven Valerie. That's also my letterbox if you want to follow me there and go along with whatever films I may be watching in the near future. There's a lot of good stuff on there. I recommend it. Thanks. I stream occasionally, which is kind of an exaggeration considering I haven't streamed in, like, months now. And I have a podcast, Comedy Plus Time, that is in development. Oh, hell yeah. I've been talking about it for a couple months, and like honestly it's been like because of school and some other like personal issues i don't want to go into um sure. it's been kind of hard to get off the ground just because of like all the stuff i have to do but like yeah that's coming eventually that's cool
0: for me yeah just at inquisitive dick on twitter otherwise ask discasting for the show on twitter i'm also on instagram and it's stealing valerie on that mm-hmm. please wear a goddamn mask wear those masks please keep your distance mm-hmm Otherwise, just be kind to yourself, stay safe, be well, thank you for listening, and goodbye.